Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Serious Census. Today, I am joined with Linda Saunders, along with myself, Tiffany Harding, and we are excited today to talk about how census never sleeps, and isn't that the truth? Today, we're going to dive into the commitment it takes to approaching a true 24-7 census culture. Linda, walk us through what, what census never sleeps means to you. Sure, Tiffany. Uh, I know that that statement, census never sleeps, I'll, I'll utilize that when I'm talking to folks and um, they'll always kind of chuckle. And, and I, I really mean that in every sense of the statement uh, because coming from originally an, an administrator background, you know, you've got that 24-7 ownership, leadership of your entire operation. And even though I don't run facilities as an administrator any longer, uh, people laugh because if it's snowing out and here in, in uh, Ohio, just a couple of days ago here, we had another uh, four and a half inches of snow and it's mid-April, you know, you automatically think to yourself, okay, how's the lot going to get shoveled? And if schools are closed, you know, is that going to impact your staffing for those folks that need to get into work, or I've had instance in the middle of winter where we had to get snowmobiles out there to bring folks into work. All those operational things, even though I'm not in that role anymore, I think about. And so I look at the census as always being that 24 seven responsibility. And for those of you, um, especially in the post-acute world, when you're gonna uh, put in your materials or on your website or your message states, hey, we will arrange admissions on a 24 hour a day, seven day a week basis. You've gotta truly live that. It's not just words, it's not saying, okay, it's convenience. Um, we really have to look at, you know, what is our response in every uh, mode that we get referrals? If it's on your website and people are asking for information, you know, how quickly are we responding to that? And what's the system for getting that information so you can, in the moment, ensure that you're connecting with that prospect? In those instances, it's usually a very distraught individual. Uh, how are we handling those after-hours phone calls that go to the building and not necessarily directly to your admissions director's cell number or to your sales individual's cell number? Uh, and those could be people that are looking for a fairly immediate placement. Uh, what about the emergency department that's contacting in the middle of the night that has uh, a prospect that does not meet admission criteria to a hospital, but they need to be in a safe surrounding, whether it's into your skilled nursing facility or perhaps a memory program or your um, assisted living operation. How are we going to connect on that and make sure that we're in every sense of the, of the meaning a true partner that's out there. Um, I know many of us now, um, as we relates to emergency departments, you know, we've ramped ourselves up because there's penalties for those readmissions. And now we've viewed those folks as um, being our partners out in the field and, and painting the picture of what types of, of individuals that we could serve and, and truly assist in that transition to care. But that's something I've been doing for 25 years. And There's, there's organizations that have had systems well in place for decades, and especially in your assisted environments that were capturing those uh, prospects in, within that type of a platform 
on a very regular basis. And when I say regular, some of them, you know, five or six, seven uh, viable move-ins or admissions within a monthly period. That's pretty significant, especially um, if you've got a very uh, dynamic operation there. But when we look at the, at the technical side of it, think about the things such as I mentioned, you know, someone's calling the building and it's the middle of the night. How are those people connecting to your marketing leaders and passing that baton, not having them walk in the next day and they get that piece of scrap paper that says, hey, you know, I got this call from a lady or you're trying to make sense out of what, what even happened. You know, it'll take you so much time to do that due diligence that the opportunity is lost. Uh, same thing is, is uh, what, if, what if you're getting faxed referrals? You know, some places, some communities still do that. Where is that fax machine when your admissions folks aren't there? Or is it set up as an e-fax where they're gonna get that notification on their phone? Well, is their phone turned off while they're sleeping? How is that being manned? Um, because as I say, census doesn't sleep. Do we, do we sleep with one ear open? Absolutely. Are we always aware of where our numbers are and where there's opportunities? We certainly should be. Uh, I really am a proponent of making sure that you've got lots of depth within your ranks to handle some of those things, whether it's checking that fax machine if it's not connected to your phone, making sure that those portals don't just have one person allowed to look into it. You've got to you know, pay to have or have the security systems arranged so that you've got multiple amazing individuals on your team that can access that information, can make those decisions and mobilize quickly um, and, and to be able to secure those move-ins. I have gone out many times in the middle of the night to meet people in an emergency department or go to a floor. And it has been, I kid you not, you know, whether I threw my sweatpants on, put the hair in a ponytail, did not have a stitch of makeup on, and maybe it was even a, a, a potential uh, prospect or a potential resident that, that didn't quite align with what we had to offer, but I felt that there was a need and, and even the staff that was in that department was stressed because they didn't have um, staff that was totally dedicated to helping with what that placement was. And it was worth my while to go over there, talk this through, look at viable solutions, really listen and understand and also to have that staff realize when I say I mean 24-7, I'm going to be responsive. And so I would have some people say, wow, Linda, I never knew you wore glasses or oh, wow, you know, I've never even seen you wear flat shoes or sneakers before or you're, you know, you're, you just look different than you do during the day. Yes, there is a transformation that takes place when you get yourself gussied up. But these were, these were times where I felt it is so much more important to be there and be present than how I looked in the moment or take an hour and a half to jump in the shower and get all polished up. It wasn't about polish, it was about being real. And even in this world of not being as accessible, being accessible through that technology and bringing about that personal side where maybe we're walking a family through those options over the phone, helping to take a few burdens off their back, provide some solutions, address what options are out there, in the event that your organization doesn't truly align with their needs, but they really needed someone to talk to. That's what being 24 seven is all about. And having a team that stands behind you so that when 
an admission or a move-in occurs, and it's in these late hours or middle of the night hours, we recognize it's more work on our team, but you're being a solution. And oh my goodness, what think about the crisis that the family is, is enduring at that moment. Um, it's, it's very, very overwhelming. So that's what we want to look at. You know, do you have all those processes in place? Do we have all the what ifs covered and have some depth there? And is our team agile and accepting and embracing of being proactive like that in this incredibly challenging and dynamic world? And that's what you can hang your hat on, on being a true partner. So if you have that in place and you're not a five-star building, guess what? You got some leverage that's there. And people will remember how you were a solution during a very difficult time or in the middle of the night or when they didn't have the staffing or the case management support within, within their environment to also look at the options that you were able to provide to a family or, or a potential uh, resident. Absolutely. Tiffany, do you have some additional insights on that? Yeah, you know, I just, from a technical perspective, um, some of the things that, you know, I've uh, put in play previously uh, in in many facilities has been a you know 24 hour protocol um, sheet that is easily accessible. Um, it captures all the information that you know a sales uh, or marketing admissions rep might need in order to make that immediate connection. Um, you know after hours and so. But it is a culture. It definitely is a culture. It's something that has to be embedded into the, you know, your floor nurses, your uh, housekeeping staff, your nursing assistants, anybody who's going to be answering that phone um, in the after hours. But it also, you know, you said, you know, it is it's a team effort. Being mindful that, yeah, this this is taking time away from, uh, you know, what a nurse might have been doing or. Um, whatnot. So we want to make sure it's efficient as well. Um, but being able to just create a process that allows to capture the information and to get it over to the appropriate, uh, you know, sales admissions or the administrator um, right away so that they can follow up and they can um, truly be accessible 24-7. And, um, you know, one of the biggest uh, one of the biggest pains in my side is always the dreaded words of, oh, well, admissions will be back in the morning. Oh, or, I know. Or the Friday phone call that says, oh, admissions will be back on Monday. Go ahead and give them a call. Well, by Monday, they've already been placed somewhere. So we want to make sure that those processes are in place, but that every single person, that it's part of your orientation process, um, that everybody understands this sense of urgency behind that. Um, because if your whole building is not supportive of that 24-7 culture, then you'll never get ahead of it. And you'll always be beating your head against the wall. So definitely. I, I agree completely. Um, so our um, episode today, we've got some music that will coordinate with it. Um, I'd like to end with a, my Van Halen favorite. It's actually from 1984 called Jump. Why I picked this is, first of all, I love the lyrics. It says, I get up and nothing's going to get me down. And that you got to roll with the punches and get with what's real. And right now, what's real in our tumultuous um, senior living, post-acute skilled care world is that level of responsiveness. We've got to live it, breathe it, own it. And everyone on our team, you know, understanding the importance surrounding it and that we can really make an impact in that way. 
um, for our patients, for our families, your residents, all of, of the influencers that are out there and our, and our healthcare partners. Uh, and the other reason why I had selected this, it was, a, it was also um, the, uh, when this song was popular, I'm a big basketball fan, and um, Dean Smith's team um, from University of North Carolina won the NCAA. And there was an amazing uh, personal coach that they used for the players. And uh, Michael Jordan was a player on that, on that particular team. And the, um, the company I was working for at the time, I was merging a company. They had that exact same coach work with us. And so we had him on retainer. And it was one of the greatest gifts to be able to have him uh, provide me with leadership training and just some assistance with mentoring or channeling or what I could do to, to um, strengthen some areas that, that needed you know, to be tweaked and also to optimize those that were already there. So that song was popular. He was working with that team. And um, it, so it had, a, had some special meaning. So for us today, it's all going to be about being able to be responsive, to jump on those situations. People will remember you. And lastly, if you have questions, feedback, we always love that. Um, our number is 614-582-6733. And like the topic here, that's a 24-7 number. And we are committed to always responding to our calls within the day that we get them. Test it. You know, call us in the middle of the night. Um, you'll get an answer. So on behalf of both Tiffany Harding and myself and Sirius Census, we thank you for joining us and we look forward to you listening to us again.